Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started, so let's roll and on with the show. Hello everyone and happy Friday. This is Brian Courtney with Short Bus Debate Club. Today we are going to talk about cost of living and price gouging and I guess, you know, what is price gouging, who's gouging us, and whether or not it's actually gouging in a, a capitalist system, I guess. Um, as always, Darren Jolly is sitting right across from me. Hello. Um, so, you know, initially when I thought about this as a topic, I was thinking about some of the shit that happened during COVID. Um, you know... I think it was in Mississippi, some fucking asshole went around and bought up all of the hand sanitizer and was selling the shit for like $25 a bottle and, you know, shit like that. Um, Now, in my mind, even though I consider myself to be, you know, a a free market guy, um, I think that that's fucking wrong, especially when you're dealing with something like at the time, you know, with hand sanitizer, it was something that people needed, or at least they thought they needed it. Um, Health health and public safety stuff. Right, right. You know, I mean, so, but, you know, pharmaceutical companies kind of do the same shit on a daily basis. So why is it okay for them, but some dude in Mississippi gets his hand slapped and gets arrested? Um, I, I don't know why. Well, no, I, I got a, <laughs> I've got an idea why. Guy in Mississippi didn't have a lot of money, um, didn't contribute to anybody's campaign. Anybody's campaigns. Um, Because he really, on some level, was just being enterprising. I mean, he saw a demand for something. I'm I'm not disputing the health and public safety side of it. Right. He saw an angle, and I mean, my God, that's what what is it? You know what the 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 uh, the idiot, uh, the last person. I can't think of what it is that I'm trying to trying to say. But uh, (laughs) when you see the market first, you get to it the quickest. You make the most out of it. The last person to get it is the one that ends up getting fucked. That's the the term that I can't think of, and it'll come to me in a minute. But are you quoting the newsroom again? Yeah. It, well, they talk about it in the newsroom. Yeah, but that's a, that's a a term that they use all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God damn it. Uh, we'll, and we'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah. Any anyways, so you know, I don't think I could ever see myself selling water. For three, four times what, you know, people usually pay because the market could bear it at the time. Um, you know, because water is, is something we, we need. And there have been water companies around the United States that have been doing similar shit. Uh, and Detroit, 
or was it a suburb of Detroit? It was. Uh, it was um, where uh, Michael Moore was from. It's a uh, um, Flint, Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they shut off everybody's fucking water because they owed money. Um, and, yeah, and you said Jackson, right? I mean, what's going on in Jackson right now? I didn't say Jackson. Oh, no. dude, Jackson is in. They they have no water in Jackson at all right now. Like they're they have. They're they're literally bringing in water from the outside by the truckload of you know bottles of water right now because and anybody that would have had water I'm sure you know down there if you got you know twenty cases of water you know you're probably selling it for a hundred bucks of you know well are uh, they doing that are they they price gouging because you know and and the government says that they step in and and stop this shit from happening because. It happened a while back, and I know there were people that ran gas stations that got in trouble for charging too much for water. Um, you know, the greater fool. That's what I was. I, I guess I'm an enigma, you know, because I really do want it to be a free market, but, but you I want, you want a free market that. Is fair. Yeah, I mean that's where this is where we get into caveats all the time, where things get really, really, really complicated. Right. So maybe this episode isn't about the cost of living and price gouging. Maybe it's just about price gouging. But really, I mean, the cost of living, the way inflation is hitting us right now, especially, um, you could say that there's some price gouging going on at a corporate level as well well when when the ukraine thing broke out right i mean what immediately happened to the cost of gasoline at the pump you know and i mean yeah. uh and i had this uh look i i know a lot of the the things that we use when we talk about this stuff are is anecdotal but i mean that's that's somehow where you get a little bit of information but there's a there's a guy who comes into my my job he's a He's he's a, he's from Mexico. Uh, he has uh, a, a law degree, and when people come from outside the United States and want a law degree in the United States, he helps them to negotiate because it's hard when you're doing English as a second language and getting a law degree, right? Well, uh, he was talking to one of his buddies in Mexico right when everything went and just popped and everything went up to five dollars in Colorado, of course, like six six and a half in in California. I mean, it was just horrible all over the place, but. Uh, um, he showed me the story where, um, the U S ambassador to Mexico went down to Mexico because Mexico wasn't raising the, raising the prices where, where the prices were in the United States. And he, he told the, the, uh, president of Mexico, he asked me, he said, you, you know, you need to raise your prices of gas because you're making us look bad. And the, the Mexican president told him to fuck himself, you know? I yeah. Mean, so, I mean, if that's true, even if it's partly true, I mean, I think that's, you, you, you couldn't have a clear example of price gouging. And you said the thing about pharmaceuticals. I mean, it's been a talking point in every election since, since for the last 25 years, you know, why is it that in, in the United States, we are being charged, you know, uh, three times, four times, 10 times more for certain medicine that you can go you know, people go up to Canada and they get, you know, why, why is that the case? I mean, that's again, a clear, a clear indication of, of, of price gouging, you know? Well, and you know, it's weird with pharmaceuticals and, and I want to go back to the gas thing here in a, a second, but you know, I've been paying for my own prescriptions for a while now. Um, and 
I have previous to this little stint as well. And so basically every month I get three prescriptions. And I did a price comparison because I wanted to pay the least amount possible since it was coming out of pocket. So I called major chains. I called Safeway and Albertsons. They were both separate at the time. Um, I called CVS and Walgreens. Um, King Supers is a chain here in Colorado, which is owned by Kroger and Costco. So I called six of them. Um, I ended up going with Costco because I can get all three prescriptions every month for 150 bucks. If I went to the Kroger chain, all three prescriptions would have cost me over $800. Over $800. Walgreens was like 700 and something. Target was just about 600. Um, so you see this huge fucking disparity between, you know, basically $50 per to... Two hundred and fifty, two seventy-five yeah, per six. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, and you wonder, you know, how, and that gets into some weird shit because now you know King Supers and and Kroger and those guys charge that much because they know insurance is going to pay for it. Um, which is why I told the government and a fucking scathing letter that they needed to fix things. And instead of, you know, forcing everybody to buy health insurance to make it more difficult to sue a doctor and to make, you know, insurance cheaper for doctors and, and lawyers for malpractice and make it to where hospitals couldn't charge $300 for a fucking aspirin and an emergency visit and things like that to where, you know, prices would be more regulated all the way across so that you wouldn't have to have insurance or be forced to have insurance. Because you know that the insurance company, because I have insurance, you don't have insurance. When I get, I, I, I get a, one, one prescription that's similar to yours, I pay a $10 copay. I'm certain that the insurance company is not paying $256 to the fucking insurance. Right. To the, yeah. So, right. Which means that the insurance company is getting beneficial you know, they're, they're oh, yeah. preferential they, they treatment. They get their yeah. preferential treatment, and it's it's called an insurance rate yeah. because they negotiate with all of these major chains, yeah. and they say, look, this is what we're going to pay. You either take it or don't take our insurance. There's got to be a class action lawsuit people in this somewhere. <laughs> There's got to be one. I mean, I have to believe that so, the people don't have insurance, you know. So really, I mean, we're getting gouged by the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies, if you really want to think about yep. it. It's, a, it's a, team, a team deal. So what were you going to say about the gas? Well, you know, everybody's always saying, well, gas in Saudi Arabia and gas and whatever. Well, most of our gas, at least, well, maybe not for the last few years, but most of our gas came from <laughs> here and South America, yeah, Venezuela, Venezuela yeah, specifically. Yeah. So... All of this shit where they say this is happening and that's why gas has gone up, 
is not true. It's complete and utter bullshit. And so, and, and like the fucking ambassador telling the guys in Mexico they need to raise their prices because it makes us look bad. That, and, and you and I kind of talked about it. I can't remember which episode, but we were talking about how gas went up to $5 and now they knocked it back down to three fifty, and and they knocked it to three fifty and stopped just so that we'd say, oh, thank you, government, thank you, but they didn't take it all the way back down to two eighty nine, which is where it should have been because they wanted to raise the prices. Yeah, we're being conditioned to think that $3.50 is a great fucking price. Right. Um, you know, so... I don't know, and it's happening. So, you know, cacao beans are being tougher to grow because of certain conditions around the globe. And so the price of chocolate has gone up, um, not to the point where you can say that they're price gouging, but what they're doing instead now is they are barely raising the price, but knocking back the amount that you're actually getting. So instead of getting, you know, 10 ounces, now you get eight, but you pay the same 450 or yep. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely a cost of living type of increase. And that that is, again, happening. I mean, they're doing it with potato chips. They're doing it with soda. You know, now most of the soda that's being sold, or not most of it, but now you see these fucking tiny little, I think they're fucking six-ounce cans all over the shelves at the grocery stores. Um, and part of that is this health thing, but part of it is also because, you know, they're trying to get more money for less product. Yeah. The uh, one of the things when when you when you brought this up as a subject, I, I you know you always end up going down a bunch of different rabbit holes when you start looking at these things. Uh, last night I was uh, looking at British uh, media and uh, they were talking a ton about how the sanctions uh, against Russia, um, because where, where Europe gets most of their natural gas from from Russia. I mean, yes. like 90, 90, 90 plus percent of their natural gas. The pipeline. When you say Europe, though, clarify because we're talking about Western Europe. I mean, all of Europe. But the reason we're mentioning Europe is because of Western Europe, not because of fucking yeah, not easy. Yes, not, right. Not, easy. not Hungary yeah. and and those places. So Western Western Europe, that pipeline that goes into Germany that that has been turned off. Um, so the futures on natural gas uh, last week were a thousand percent up from what they were the week before, and that is effectively causing this gouging to start already for people in UK and specifically, at least this is what I was watching and listening to. And they have been having to adjust their consumption patterns because of this fact. They don't buy food anymore that they have to cook because it costs so fucking much money to cook and they have to save the money that they have so that they can heat their house because they're living on fixed incomes in the first place. Now, if this continues to, to go forward, where 
this price gouging is affecting the cost of living to where people are having to adjust their lifestyle in, in not just subtle ways, in incredibly dramatic ways. I mean, you think about how, like I, I got a gas stove, you know, I cook everything off that gas stove. I, I don't know what that, and I cook, I'm a cooker. I like fucking cooking. I don't know what I'd fucking do if I couldn't cook. I couldn't eat cold shit all the time. But if that was the reality that I was living in, I would have to do that. But think about what the long-term consequences of that are going to be. One of the big things that we, we, we you know, that the rhetorical dispositions are concerned about is that this, this Ukraine thing could escalate. But you know what causes something to escalate? When you're forcing people to have to change the way that they have to live their lives day to day. This could turn into something that would make, you know, whatever it is that's behind our activities in Ukraine, which you're certainly not going to understand by watching the mainstream media, uh, whatever it is that's, that's, that's triggering that, this could be uh, a much bigger deal way, way, a, a lot sooner than later if these uh, aspects of daily life for people in Western Europe don't change really, really quick. So, you know, and I don't know enough about, I guess petroleum to know the difference but i know that a lot of those older houses in the uk are not actually being heated off of natural gas but it's heating oil and i don't know the like you take crude right Mm -hmm. well but natural gas and compressed natural gas are a couple things but so you take crude oil and process it and you end up with all of these different products, right? You got gas for your car. I don't think natural gas comes from that, though. Natural gas is different, something yeah. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of those houses are older, you know, like 17, 1800 mm-hmm. type houses where they're being heated on heating oil. I mean, some of them probably you could find where they're even being heated on coal and shit. Um, I saw a movie on Belfast and these houses still had like a shared bathroom. It was like two houses and then there was a bathroom in the middle and it bathroom was probably a stretch. It was more like an outhouse type of thing. <laughs> um, and they had coal shoots, so they were still heating their places on coal. And I don't want to completely change the subject, and, and really I'm not, because regardless of what you're talking about, all of that stuff is going to see an increase because of the one thing. So if natural gas goes up, then these people see, and they know that winter time is in two months, so they know that they can raise the price on natural gas and heating oil and coal, and coal. Yeah. and whatever else because of these restrictions that they have. Yeah. Um, if you have a diverse energy position and you shut down one major stream of that energy, then everything else is going to be affected by that. That's uh, supply, you know, a little. And that is, I mean... It, Price gouging or not, I mean, there are still these mechanisms of political economy that come into play, and that is a clear supply and demand issue. So, Well, it is supply and demand, but it's also, I mean, because truly the invisible hand is not working. Because the reason that the... It's wearing a glove. Right. But the reason... <laughs> the reason... <laughs> 
the reason it's not working is because of all of these government interventions that caused the natural gas to be shut off to begin with to fuck up the supply when they know, again, that the demand is right around the corner. You know, it's like fucking the price of avocados are going to go up near the 5th of May because of Cinco de Mayo. It just you, happens. You, you really think that Cinco de Mayo has a lot to do with the price of avocados? Yeah, dude. Haven't you seen it? It works every year. That makes me think about the uh, uh, the orange freeze in uh, Trading Places. That was a good movie. <laughs> that, was a, that was a funny movie. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Cost of living. Um, obviously, the majority of the population, well, maybe not the majority anymore, because a lot of baby boomers are actually at 62 or more, so they're getting Social Security now. Um, Social Security is the income that I'm thinking of, because generally speaking, they get a cost-of-living adjustment every year. Coca-Cola kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, they are really the only ones I know of that get a cost-of-living adjustment every year. Now, lots of people say they're going to get a raise or some sort of adjustment because of the fact that cost is going up. Um, Postal employees have colas twice a year, actually. Really? Yeah. Good for you. But, But is it... Is it enough to Oh, fuck no. Not, counter- especially not what's going on right now. I mean, my God, dude, you'd have to increase our fucking... I mean, dude, this is unprecedented, you know? Well, it's unprecedented in the United States. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Because, I mean... The same shit happened know, in Argentina. It happened well, in South Korea. Well, in Russia, yeah. when, you know, everything went down and then the price of oil fucking blew up, um, you know, all of those oligarchs were making so much money... And cash was just fucking flowing like crazy in Russia. Are you talking about after the wall fell? Is this the time period? What I it was probably fifteen years after. Okay. okay. But I mean, it got to the point where, uh, like a bottle of Pepsi was twenty seven dollars or some shit. I mean, it was so it was outrageous. Yeah, they just had fucking cash like crazy, and so inflation went through the fucking roof, and they didn't put ironically any measures in place to to balance that out and they finally got it under control yeah, uh-huh. you know um but inflation is a bitch and i i think our treasury department for the most part knows what they're doing and and they're really trying to curb this inflation but really, the only way that we can curb it is by raising interest rates. And if we raise interest rates, then more loans are going to crash. So they've got kind of a... That's why I'm skeptical that they really... Because there are two reasons why I don't trust what it is that they're doing. Because all of these other things should function properly. If And when I say properly, I mean the assumption is that 
you raise the interest rates, you know, you don't make the, the cash uh, available as, as, as much. Uh, all of these other, these other things with regards to, it just seems like the laws of traditional political economy are going in so many different directions right now. I don't believe that they really know what they're doing. Well, I, I don't know for sure they do either. I just know that we've never had inflation like we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and things haven't gotten out of control like they were in Russia at uh-huh. that time. Mm-hmm. You know, So maybe I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. They might just be lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, it might also be because a lot of the things that are happening seem to be Well, it's not coincidental, Um, but, okay, so, you know, in in our last episode or episode before last, you mentioned the fact that you can't find anybody to work at the post office, so all of these people are not working. That means that in order to get things done at whatever, you're at the Pepsi plant, you're at the post office, you're wherever, then you end up paying the employees that you have, you end up paying them more because now you're paying time and a half or double, double time, time yeah. for all of the hours that they're working. Yeah. So like all caps on overtime are essentially lifted right now. Right. Yeah. That cost has to go somewhere then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you are a large publicly created traded company and you're, Job. See, everybody thinks that it's their job to make the customer happy, which essentially it should be. But really, their job is to make the stockholders happy. And in order to make the stockholders happy, they've got to show an increase in the stock yeah, price. Yeah. Um, and in order to do that, they have to keep the stock appealing by... Showing a profit, and if not a profit, then they've got to show less spending, right? Because if if you plateau, then you're not looking very attractive. So you've got to spend less because of the fact that you're not selling more. Um, So if they're doubling the cost of labor... They've got to pass that on to someone, and that is generally going to be us. Um, Now, I don't think that that's all that's going on, but I think that that's part of it. Let me read you a quote. Okay. This is this. I when I was going down that rabbit hole last night, this was from 13 days ago, and this is a the interviewer was talking to Warren Buffett. All right. The interviewer says, "Are you seeing signs of inflation beginning to increase?" Buffett responds. We're seeing very substantial inflation. It's very interesting. We're raising prices. People are raising prices to us. It's being accepted. That's an important point right there. I mean, it's not, you know, take home building. We've got nine home builders in addition to our manufactured housing thing and then our operation, which is the largest in the country. So we really do a lot of housing the costs are just up 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 so i think the important thing that he's saying is it's being accepted i think that the market just does not function at all like i think that what you essentially see is this particular industry 
wants to wants to bolster their financial position. They want to make some extra profits. And there were these checks that kind of went out. Our, our, our economy hasn't totally tanked yet. You know, the price of so they just start, you know, we're going to raise the bacon a little bit and we raise the eggs a little bit. Then we raise the bread a little bit and then the gas and then the houses and then all of these things. The houses have been going up the whole time anyway. Right. Right. So when he says it's being accepted, your point earlier about you, you overshoot, right? Where you're way above, you go from what we're basically paying to, you know, to, I can't remember, what were we paying? What were we paying before? Oh, well, I said 289 yeah. uh-huh. Um, I think it was probably a little higher than that. Uh-huh. I think it was like, I don't remember call it three, three, three fifteen. I don't remember paying three bucks. I remember paying, so either way. We'll maybe, say, well, maybe 290 okay, Let's okay. say it was 289 So, so you overshoot, you go up above it and then you bring it back, back down, you know, I mean, uh, the simple fact that, and, and I don't know whether or not the story that that guy told me was true, but if you have our, you know, the person to, uh, well, they did it to us back, once before uh, already yeah. back in, was it 2010? It was right after the bailouts mm-hmm. happened. Price of gas went up close to $4. And then they brought it back down to like two twenty five or whatever it was. Cost prices, huh? Yeah, and that, so they justify it by saying, "Oh, well, this shit's happening." And then they, oh, well, you know, we let some things go in the reserves, and we managed to purchase this for that, and that's how we got you your gas prices back to where they are. It's bullshit. That's. That, I mean, that's yeah. What, that's what I'm. I mean, it, like this is. This is not, you know, if you're going to, if you make an argument about capitalism, and I'm not saying you, I mean the royal you. If the royal you makes an argument about capitalism, but you have, I mean, price fixing mechanisms are functioning on a level that is similar to what was happening in the 1880s, 1890s, when we had to have uh, Supreme Court justices come and say, guys, you know, you can cartel this shit a little bit, but you can't fucking be coordinating it, like, absolutely, because there has to be some sort of, at least, uh, perception of competition between what it is that's going on. But okay, you say the word accepted is important. Uh-huh. And then we think about, you know, some of the things that we're talking about inflation. Now, Warren Buffett mentions housing. Uh-huh. Now, he is specifically talking about certain things because uh, one of his companies within the, the umbrella is they've got a huge office here in Denver. Um, Everything that he does is blue chip. I mean, he's super blue chip guy. Yeah, um, so anyway, he does both housing and housing, not inventory, but stuff that you would use for housing, lumber, insulation. So he's it on two different sides. He's, he's providing material, right. and then he's actually dealing with the actual houses themselves. So, um, so when he says it's being accepted, then... He, I mean, he's talking about, yes, people are still going to buy houses and they're going to pay for it because they need a house. And that's just like me. I'm not buying a house, but I do need to eat. So I'm going to buy avocados or raisins. You're really really on to avocados today, aren't you? You need need some guacamole, little buddy? (laughs) So... Um, you ever I'm, have those avocado toast egg egg toast things? 
guacamole egg toast. Oh, you should try no, that. That's I good. don't fucking eat that yuppie shit. Oh, dude, it's good, man. Jeannie would make those for me, though. That shit's good. All right. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just trying to find, because I want to find the list of Berkshire Hathaway's holdings. Yeah. You know, because I remember a lot of them, like Dairy Queen and Orange Julius yeah. is huge. Pepsi, I mean, he turned Pepsi those Frito guys around. Shit, didn't he have? Um... He, he was a big, uh, maybe it was Coke, I don't know. He was, he's a big blue chip guy, to be sure. No, but I'm talking, about, like, the the ones that he actually, not a percentage of the things that he actually, owns. that Berkshire Hathaway owns. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, I, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, but accepted... To a rich guy like him, and accepted to me mean two different things. He means people are just continuing to buy shit, and the market has accepted it. I mean, I don't think that's I don't really mean, have so. a fucking choice. I, yeah, I I think that when he says accepted, I think he's actually also saying at the same time that. Uh, somebody sent up a smoke signal and said, "We're going to raise the cost of this. You guys should come." And there's there's an opening here where we continue to we can continue to extract more value from the people down below, and it will be a, a twofold position. One is that it's going to make us have more, and the other is it's going to make sure that they have less, so they have less time to sit there and uh, you know do Black Lives Matter things or complain about this or that. They're going to have to spend more time working in a concrete way because they're ha they're going to need to work harder to. Uh, to reproduce the conditions that are necessary for survival from day to day. I mean, I think that it means both of those things. It means that that the people down at the bottom, like you said, are paying the prices. But like you said, where the fuck are we going to go? I mean, just like uh, the the EBT people that are going to go go get their uh, or what's the, uh, the the food stamp people that that can only get to the their little food desert places. We can't pick and choose where we're fucking getting shit. We just we might have three choices, but the choices are a non-choice because it's, it's, it's. Well, and most of them are his. Yeah. Right. It's all belonged by the belonged to by the same, by the same people. But I think it also means other than those two things, it means that uh, all of the other captains of industry saw what was happening and they all adjusted their prices accordingly. Well, and you know, that's interesting too, because I didn't even think about that when I was thinking cost of living and price gouging, you know, Unilever, makes most of the chemical type house stuff that that we use uh deodorant soap um i think trash bags shit like that uh -huh. um like procter and gamble kind of shit procter and gamble's another one uh mars makes everything from chocolate to fucking pet food to cleaning shit mm -hmm. I mean, we they're really like, I don't know, 10, 11, maybe, maybe 20 companies. If you go to the grocery store, you know, if you pick up two things, chances are they were made by the same company. And they don't dominate it relatively. They dominate it absolutely. They have control of all of the different spaces of the markets. Right. So then if that is the case, which it is... I mean, there are smaller companies out there, but if that's the case, then 
they really should be able just to say, you know what? We're we're gonna go ahead and lay off and you know, not throw that extra twenty cents on just because we're paying more for gas, which we're not really paying more for gas because gas isn't really what it is or what they say it is. I don't, I'm not. I, I'm just out of my fucking mind, dude. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I just, I mean, they when they have the purchasing power that they have, then I don't think that the costs that they say they have are really those costs whether it's gas or labor or I mean, cause okay. So something somebody did to me fairly recently made me kind of laugh because I was booted off of certain streaming services and paid services, even though we had paid for those up front. So those were sunk costs. Mm -hmm. But the argument was made that it was costing money. And so that's why I was no longer allowed to be on those services. Mm -hmm. Well, those were, it was a sunk cost. It was paid for. Mm -hmm. So it didn't save that person any money. Mm -hmm. Just like a lot of times I think that, you know, when they write up these budgets, it's not because some of those costs are sunk. Some of them are spread out over the course of several quarters. So they're written off for one reason or another as a capital expense or as uh, any anyway. That, but you're right, though, because we subscribe to a certain logic that we identify as capitalism, Right. And if we if, if you make a narrative, if you construct a narrative that says, well, this cost, that cost, you know, this is up, that's up. Therefore, we just had to raise the we just had to raise the prices. Both, I mean, it's a parallel situation right there. I mean, you're 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 exactly correct. It's the narrative is there to 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 try to create a certain outcome. In your instant in your instance, it's to to be a pain in your ass, you know, and give you <laughs> tell you kick you in the ass and say. Don't don't let the door hit you on the way out. <clears throat> right. In 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 the context of, of these these gigantic producers, it's to make it look like capitalism when in fact it's this essentially, as I suggested uh, in the welfare state episode, a planned economy and not a planned economy to benefit people like you and I, a planned economy to make sure that we know that we're the proles or the plebes or whatever anybody wants to call us. You know, I mean. Like, like I was like I, I brought up Blackstone a couple episodes ago. I mean, I was trying to find the actual cat because that that was the the fact that they have such gig, gigantic cash holdings. Like because I'm starting to think that like not only are these institutions managing the appearance of uh, what we believe is capitalism, but they're also totally uh, they can't be hurt by business cycles anymore. I mean, if right. if, if that's the case then this is a totally new game. This is not, you know, I mean, and if we try to step outside of it because they control the production position, that means they can raise the cost of 
living, they can let us know where we're at in relation. So we didn't we didn't mention this movie in the dystopian thing, but um, uh, Justin in time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And that was exactly what you just said. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much we do, they're just going to raise raise the price. Their they're going to make it cost more. Their power is absolute, yeah. And if you try to step outside the lines, they will increase the cost of, you know, it, it takes it costs you two hours to ride the bus. Oh, I've only got an hour and 30 minutes. Well, you better start running, and then you're dead. Okay, so the I, I know... I'm jumping off topic again, but so the two names of the companies that I couldn't remember. So RC Willie is a home furnishing company that Berkshire Hathaway owns. Um, so they're selling you furniture for when you buy your house. Mm -hmm. John Mansville was the other one that I couldn't remember the name of, um, but they sell basically stuff to help you build your house. Mm -hmm. Um, in addition to that, he actually owns Clayton Homes, or I should say they, um, Benjamin Moore Paints, and I'm not sure what they do, but uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home State. So there's a whole shitload of subsidiaries, Forest River Lumber. Um, so he really is right up in there in, in the production. So when he said accepted, he and did. when he was yeah. talking about homes... He meant from probably the land and the, the house to everything that built it. Yeah. The absolute realization of, yeah, of every every aspect of a home, from construction to uh, furnishing to the, the, the wood, the sticks of wood and the nails that you put, you know. It's funny because people come and they make these rhetorical arguments to me at the post office about, Monopoly, and there are some monopoly positions inside the post office. But when you look at these gigantic firms, dude, we are maybe they just looked at the post office and said, Hey, we need to find a way to structure things like that so we can fuck a motherfucker up, <laughs> control the whole fucking thing. <laughs> well, they, uh, they're, they're doing a, a pretty good job. Um, I would like to see, again, you know, I, I said at the beginning when we were talking about price gouging, I said I, I would like to have the fair market be more, or the free, free market be more fair. <laughs> that was a... Yeah, yeah, that was Freudian slip. Yeah. Um, I, I And I would like to see that. I don't know how we can make that happen. Um, because like Darren said, if you know, we do this, then they just raise the price again. Um, the only thing I can think of from our power is, again, the fact that we outnumber them. Um, so if, if inflation is accepted, then maybe we need to back off and, and boycott a few things to where it's not accepted. But if you're going to do something like that, you need to do it in such a way that demonstrates that you under, understand how the system is reproducing itself. You can't just pick and choose arbitrary things. We have to, we have to know. You got to, you got to hit them where where it hurts. You know, I mean. Right. Well, and and generally, um, the pocketbook is where they hurt the most. Um, 
but that's where you got to figure out what what takes away the most money in the shortest amount of time because when you're talking about accepted and the things that we're talking about because we're not talking about buying stocks and bonds or shit like that we're talking about so just stuff that helps us sustain our lives on a daily basis so that means that we have to have the most pain in the shortest amount of time so that it will circle back to a level that is what fair that's a that's a tough road to hoe an impossible dream <laughs> dream the impossible dream all right um we're coming up on 45 minutes and i got places to be people to see um you got any last thoughts? No, I, I just, uh, anytime we, we circle back to these moments where we, we come up with these sort of like nominally prescriptive thoughts, it just gives me a lot of anxiety because, because we know what the consequences are to people when they uh, succeed at things like this, or even just partially succeed at things like this. But having said that, we don't really have a choice anymore. We have to start moving forward. So, well... To be fair, we're pretty fucking far from success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're a couple of <laughs> we're a couple of deluded jackasses talking on a we're we got, we're driving the short bus. We've got like six listeners. Yeah. Six and a half. And they're all people we know. Right. So. Um, all right, people. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Woohoo! And uh, next week, we're going to do some other fucking topics that are equally entertaining. <laughs> I just have no idea what they are. So uh, maybe, maybe when we figure it out, we'll post it to Twitter or something. Yeah. And uh, Twitter, short, short Bus Debate, TikTok, Short Bus Debate Club. And uh, you can leave a message or text, text us at 720-334-ROLL. All right, people. We'll see you soon. All right. Have a good week. And...